Basically, I love animals and Bondi Vet was like my favourite show on earth. And then when I found out there was like Bondi Rescue and I loved like building sandcastles and I mean lifeguards, come on. I wanted to be a lifeguard when I grew up, so I was in a vet. I was going to be a lifeguard vet. So I was like, this is just the perfect place for me. I can be a vet who works as a lifeguard at Bondi and I can be on Bondi Vet. So it was just like the ultimate dream fulfilled for me. When I watched the show, that was where I wanted to be and that's where I wanted to travel. So when I got the opportunity to go to Bondi, that is, you know, to go to Sydney, that is where I wanted to spend my whole time. Can you tell me when you found out that you were going to Sydney, what was the first thing you thought of? I mean, obviously it was like 10 years ago. So obviously I don't remember everything perfectly, but the f like biggest thing I remember is that the first thing I said was, are we going to Bondi? My parents were planning, we were planning for a wedding. Like we're going to see cousins, you know, my um, dad's cousin, Neil get married and to his wife that we'd never met. It was this big thing. We were seeing family we hadn't seen in years, but my only focus was whether we were going to Bondi. I wanted to know if we were going to go to Bondi, if we were going to go to Bondi vet, we were going to see the lifeguards. I mean, that time of year, there was not really many lifeguards on the beach. You know, they had their minimal because it was the middle of winter, but <laughs> I was adamant that I was going to meet lifeguards. I was going to go to Bondi vet and I was gonna spend my time at Bondi, not at the wedding. I didn't care the fact that someone was getting married, you know, whereas normally I was like, weddings were like my big focus. I was like, oh my gosh, I wanna be the flower girl. No, I did not care at all. It was all about getting myself to Bondi and having as much time there as I could. So when it happened, me and my parents had very different perspectives on what happened. I saw it as a near-death experience. But for my parents, it was just like a funny event. I was super dramatic about it. I mean, interviewing them, my mum spoke about how dramatic I was as a child in other situations and how I dragged it on for the rest of the day, the rest of the trip really, but especially that day about how I dragged it on when I was in the car, but I still made it this big thing. But I was so dramatic about it was, nope, my day, my dream is ruined. I never want to see the Bondi beach again. I hate the beach. I still had a good time at the wedding, but it was not why I was there. I was waiting for that opportunity to go to the beach. I was, you know, it was our last day in Sydney that we finally got to the beach. So like pulling for it the whole, whole trip. I mean, the day of the wedding was a great day. It was a really, really long wedding service because it was very religious. And there were a lot of people that wanted to speak which, I mean, you don't really have that during the ceremony. It's normally, you know, just in the reception. And so the ceremony was in a big, nice, big fancy church across the road from um, Gloria, the bride's parents' house. And then the reception was on um, a hotel on Sydney Harbour. Um, so we could see the Harbour Bridge. And like, that was cool and everything. But again, it was not why I was in Sydney. Like everyone else was like, oh my gosh, look, this is an incredible view. We're on Sydney Harbour, like there's Sydney Harbour Bridge, there's uh, the Opera House, but I was like, yeah, but there's no Bondi Beach here. And then I spent a lot of the time, I'm really close with my um, second cousin Hayley, and we spent the whole day outside dancing on the deck. But I just think really looking back, I think I probably was just talking a lot about the beach, telling her ex how excited I was to go to the beach. 
and her probably just questioning me on why I would want to go to the beach in the cold weather in Sydney, the middle of winter in Sydney. So I don't eat seafood and people, a lot of people think it's related to the fact that I don't like the beach. Ultimately my like disregard for ever eating seafood began at that wedding when they brought out the entrees and there was like a massive prawn pyramid, like platter. And they were like, it was like two feet high, but they also had their heads on and they were all facing the same way and they were all looking at me and like, People were just laughing at me and refusing to move the plate. But, like, I had, like, a full-on, like, fit because these, like, prawns were looking at me. I didn't know why they had to have their heads on. And then everyone was taking them and eating them and they'd just been looking at me. Like, it didn't matter where they put them. They were still watching me from every table. So that's why I hate seafood. It's got nothing to do with my hate for the beach. But it's, I guess people see it as a real, as something related, even though it's completely irrelevant to hating the beach since Bondi (laughs) I'm adamant that what happens like everything about the beach is relative to what happened that day like every beach has sand every beach has waves so why would my like now that that's happened why would I change I mean it's not it's no different to like um, people who like in a car accident and it's really dramatic but like they're in a car accident and then they like don't want to get back in a car I had an accident at the beach. Now I don't want to go back to the beach. Like, I don't see why it's any different. Bondi has some of the biggest waves, like, in Australia. But they still are just waves and they still impacted me greatly. Like, that day, like, my feet sunk into the sand. I was just having, like, a pleasant moment by myself before we left. Like, I didn't know when I would be back at Bondi. Like, I was just standing there, like, taking in the last breath of fresh air, like... You know, I was ready to go, but, like, that was, like, the last moment I was going to have there. And, like, in that place that I'd always dreamed of going. And then, like, I was just, like, soaking it all in. Like, my feet were sinking. I was just becoming one with Bondi Beach. And then I was, like, this wave, part of Bondi, just knocked me over and ruined what I was there for. And it just, no, there's no, I'm not connecting the beach to the wrong thing. Like, that is what the beach reminds me of. Like, People like, don't you have any happy stories of the beach? Like, no, like I don't. The only recent like stories that I have of the beach are like, my friend had a party there, but I spent the whole time trying not to touch the sand, like keeping my shoes on. Like that is all I like relate to the beach now is like keeping my, like trying to keep the sand off of me. And like when I like take my shoes off, all I remember is my feet seeking in that day. And I move my feet so quick that I can't just stand still and enjoy the beach anymore. knowing that what I connect to the beach like the quicksand the like that wave of destruction that took me out and it didn't just take me my dream like me out it took my dream of Bondi and everything that I'd dreamed of happening and seeing and doing there I think my feelings are never going to change toward the beach completely like I may learn to like like you know like it again but it will never be what it was before that incident like it was you know because I was dreaming of going to Bondi I enjoyed other beaches so much because they were just a step along along the way to getting to Bondi and having that like moment there, which was like obviously eventually like completely destroyed. But 
my feelings can't change completely because it still happened to me. Like I'm not gonna forget what happened to me and it's not gonna have like be a trauma for me for 10 years and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, do you know what? I love the beach. Like, you know, I'm done. <laughs>